name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You're faithful. In today's Gospel, we read the words of the centurion, Lord, I'm not worthy thou should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my servant will be healed. Those words which were taken by Holy Mother Church and given, um, uh, put in our mouth, in the mouth of the priest at Holy Mass, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Catholicism has always been characterized by being a religion of both and. For example, God knows all things about us in his omniscience, that is to say his uh, quality of being all-knowing, yet he truly preserves our free will. Simply because God knows we will act one way or another does not mean he obliged us to act that way. It's not the cause of it. We also have God, immaterial, infinitely powerful and simple, who assumes human nature and who remains both God and man. Jesus Christ is not 50% God and 50% man. He is 100% God and 100% man. This duality applies, also applies to how we pray. This is all the more brought to light by the events of today's gospel. We hear of the accounts of not one, but two miracles. The leper made clean, and the centurion whose servant is healed. Their accounts teach us a new pair of qualities which our prayer must possess. This is the pair of confidence and humility. First, our prayer must be confident. And confident, the word confident, comes from the Latin, cum fide, with faith. We pray with faith. The leper says, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. The leper expresses his utmost confidence that Jesus is powerful enough to cure him of his leprosy. Not only that, he is certain that our Lord need only to will this, and it would happen. You may have had the experience of a friend or loved one who became ill and you wished for their recovery. However, you knew that your desire to heal this person produced no effect, simply the desire. The fact that our Lord could will somebody to be cured and cause this healing was a feat impossible with the medicine of even our own time and evidently could only result from a miracle. And yet, the leper was confident that this would happen. The centurion, on the other hand, exclaims, but only say the word and my servant will be healed. Again, he is certain that Jesus will heal his servant. What is more, he is so certain of his omnipotence that he proclaims that only one word uttered from our Savior's lips will suffice to perform the miraculous act. Our prayer to God, then, should contain the confidence expressed by these two people. And why should we not be confident? Our confidence is based on our faith, cum fide, with faith. We know that through the faith of God's power, God's power can work all miracles. Furthermore, through revelation, we know that our Lord himself has assured us that he listens to our petitions, saying to us, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. He not only promises to listen, you can listen to someone outside your door without doing anything, but our Lord promises to open and to give. He promises to give us what we need. This requires us to be prudent and realistic. We must remember that Jesus can and may not give us all that we ask, especially when it comes to temporal matters, because those matters have um, 
uh, a finality of means. They are means to an end, serving our soul so that we might get to heaven. And sometimes it's good for us to have material things, and sometimes it's better for us not to have those things. But we can be assured that he will wisely give us what we need for a particular cause, such as the grace to be patient and resigned to his holy will. Secondly, our prayer, in addition to being confident, needs to be humble. The leper, before asking, came up and worshipped Jesus. Equally, the centurion balks at our Lord's generosity to come to his house, instead replying with the famous words we hear at Mass, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. Humility, as we know, is the acknowledgement of what we are. We see ourselves for what we are, no more and no less. In relation to God, this means that we are so, so very little next to him. We are but nothing before him, a creature before its creator, and certainly undeserving to be heard, because we are sinful creatures at that. We do not have a right to command God to listen to us, to do things for us, Rather, we know that is the other way around. Think about it. If we're walking around with our toddler in the store, and they see a toy that they like, and they command us to buy it for them. They command us to buy it for them. I mean, at best, that'll make a good story to tell, but you don't, you're not obliged to do that, especially if you uh, have to, especially if they throw a fit, and they're... Beating the ground with their arms and legs and crying and wailing in front of the store, we're not we're not obliged to do that. Remember, we are the children; God is the Father. Are then we to wallow in our own unworthiness, or should we audaciously presume forgetting about our unworthiness so that we can ask? The answer, like in many things Catholic, is somewhere in the middle. We are the religion of both and. Not only can the person who knows his basic unworthiness, says St. Francis of Sales, have a great confidence, but one cannot have a true confidence in God unless he knows his basic lowliness. It is only the acknowledgement and confession of our lowliness that brings us before God. The more we know our lowliness, the more we ought to be able to place our confidence in the goodness and mercy of God. Between mercy and lowliness, there is so great a bond that one cannot exercise one without the other. Between mercy and lowliness. We need both of those. And he continues, Only then do we have occasion to confide in God because we have nothing within ourselves in which to place this trust. I have knowledge of the fact that I am nothing, and so there's, there is no hope in myself. But that's not the last word. All of my hope, all of my trust is in God. Distrust of ourselves happens by knowledge of our imperfections. It is very good to distrust ourselves, but what good does it serve except to trust in God wholeheartedly and to wait for his mercy? Acknowledgement of our own perfections should not lead us to throw a pity party. We'll probably be the only one in attendance, and it won't help us to advance in virtue. And St. Therese, uh, the little flower, St. Therese, talks about this as well. She who acknowledges the smallness of who she was and yet that always propelled her on to a greater confidence. And if we struggle in this, I encourage you either to read these works of St. Francis de Sales or his different letters about confidence and mercy, but also St. Therese the Little Flower, who talks about that confidence we need to have. Finally, let us turn to Our Lady as our teacher. She best exemplified this balance in her prayer, which we know as the Magnificat. In this beautiful prayer, which we should shape 
our very own, which should shape our very own, she proclaims, Behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. This sounds like a boast. Yet we know it is only from a perfect humility that she can say this because she acknowledges that she has done nothing. Her privilege of being the mother of God is a result of God's saving action upon her because he that is mighty hath done great things to me. Dear faithful, let us then not hesitate to pray and to pray often in our daily necessities. Let us pray with the confidence of the leper and of the centurion, all the while being humbly mindful of our own unworthiness. Let us not be afraid of acknowledging ourselves as unworthy, but embrace and accept it, using it to turn to God. And as we pray to him in today's collect, may he look with favor upon our weakness and stretch forth the right hand of his majesty to help and defend us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.